This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show. Ah, the old days. The old days when my grandparents, I say to you, my grandparents, and then my parents told me stories of strolling along the croissette in Nice, along the beach, stopping at the restaurants with that famous Parisian music playing. It goes back to Cary Grant uh, movies, does it not? And we all believed, we all made the mistake, I think, of the mistake I made. And that is we sat here and said, see this world? See this world which has been built for us on blood and stone and sacrifice. See this world that has been built for us. You know, I dreamed of sending my little girl with a Eurail packet and a backpack and a friend as a graduation gift to receive maybe the greatest single gift I ever did. And that was to travel Europe on my own at the age of 18 or 19 for a year or two, making my own mistakes, falling in love, falling out of love, getting drunk, falling down, getting in trouble, learning what you do, learning what you don't do. Because those of us old enough know that the best educator in the world is travel. Does anyone doubt it? Does anyone doubt it? Well, If I may, I'm going to close off that fantasy for you. Don't be thinking about a URL pass as a graduation gift. Don't be thinking about a gift to foreign shores for your little ones. Not if you want to see them again. That's what Paris shows again last night. I I ate dinner the night before I proposed to my bride in that restaurant right there on the closet in Nice. I was right there. And so I don't mean to get teary because I was right there because I'm right here with you 
a lot of people aren't here anymore because they wanted their chance to sit on the quasette, to stroll the quasette and look at the French Riviera, look at the Golden Sands and the hotels with the majestically dressed men and women going in to play Baccarat, James Bond on one side of the street, and Bongo playing hippies in the Golden Surf on the other side of the street. It did exist. It it did exist for hundreds of years, hundreds of years. And now someone has made the decision, taken the decision, to take that all away from us forever. And uh, just in case you're wondering who, it's the religion of peace. So, as I look at all of this, and I listen to the president today make yet another speech in which he grotesquely inserts his political agenda into this, he talks about the dead last night, and, well, we don't know it was ISIL, or Dice, or Dashes, or Dash, the brand new whiter than white cleaner, or we don't know how to pronounce it or who it was, but we have no indication that that what it was. That's what it was. What we do know is that someone with ample uh, ample means and ample means to do so took a 60-foot truck, a moving van, filled it full of explosives, revved it up, and ran it down. I'd like to give you a picture book for wherever you are. If you live on the East Coast, if you've ever been to any of the boardwalks along the, or any of the promenades from Newport, Maine, I'm sorry, Portland, Maine, down to Newport, down to uh, any of the promenades along the beach. They could be a boardwalk. They could just be a little village, little seaside places where people go to eat as families, little shops. But every seaside village from Key West to the Canadian border takes advantage of this. And some more than others. Some make a very, very big deal out of what they do there. And no one's ever made a bigger deal than the Guassette in Nice at the French Riviera. Those are miles and miles of, I just want you to stand here and think for a minute, close your eyes, look out, and I want you to see forever golden water. I want you to see small fishing boats bobbing lazily on a slight chop of golden water kissed with sunshine. And as you come in closer, you have all the kids surfing and playing and 
doing all the things they do and the families and all the golden beaches, and it goes on for miles, just miles. It's a crescent. It goes on for miles. Then when you leave the beach and you you come up the beach long enough, you reach you reach a an under uh, an under uh, an underhang, which is where they have shops, uh, changing places, showering places, all of those things. And then above that underhang is a different world, because once you hit the street. You're no longer a bather. Once you're on the street, you are you are tout le monde. You are you are part of the French Riviera. Because the minute you hit that street, you are standing in front of Casino Royale. You are dodging golden Bentleys and Maseratis one after the other coming up to disgorge their passengers to, in their flamboyance, go up and gamble and dine and be one of the last things there is on earth that is like this, the French Riviera. It's called the Croissant. And it runs this beach and then the overhead hang, which has the services, runs two miles down the beach, and then the curving uh, uh, lane, the beautiful lane itself, the road, uh, stretches, comes around the corner, and then stretches for two miles down the beach. And at night, last night, I could tell you at exactly 1.10 p.m. Eastern time last night because I was watching. There were tens of thousands of people across the street from the hotels in their bathing suits, sitting on the croissette, watching fireworks because it's Bastille Day, Bastille Day, Independence Day in uh, France. And so there were thousands of people, families, almost exclusively families, sitting there eating, having picnics, lying out, playing games, waiting, sitting along the wall, watching the fireworks on blankets, everything you could imagine. Everybody on every piece of grass, you know, up until the street. And then members of your peaceful religion took a moving van and they started at the beginning of the croissette and floored it and achieved maximum speed that they could. And along the way, they plowed this side, that side, this side, here, this side, that side. They plowed indiscriminately into as many human beings as they could. Babies, infants, children, mothers, fathers, People were screaming, you hit someone, someone's under your truck. They had no idea the person knew this. They they slammed from side to side a one-lane street and going over the grass, going over the sitting areas, crushing, physically crushing, decapitating, demembering, vaporizing, crushing, killing, 
every member of the merrymakers they could. And then when finally he was shot out of the cab of his truck, and when you see the fact pattern, uh, I'm sorry, the blast pattern on his truck, it's not bad. Remember, the wheel is on the right there. So it looks like the guys who shot for the wheel did some pretty good shooting. They got him out of the truck. He jumped out and started throwing grenades and killing more people. So right now we've got hundreds of people dead and wounded. It's an absolute massacre. It's an absolute massacre. And this was the world I wanted to send my daughter to with her Eurail pass to learn Europe. Maybe she would even learn the you know, the religion of peace. Look for it only in history books, for that's the only place it exists. It is gone with the wind. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Jay Severin Show. I am here. I was waiting to see if you guys noticed. I'm Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 one Truth be told, I'm more uh, upset. Uh, about last night, then I uh, maybe I'm letting on. I uh, I couldn't sleep last night, and I got up at uh, one, almost certainly one ten, as I recall, uh, Eastern time. But I do remember that the moment I walked in and flicked on uh, Fox, whoever was on said, "We now have breaking news of another." Uh, terror event from Europe. And uh, I didn't expect it would be as it was. I did not expect that it would be of the magnitude that it was. But it, you know, <laughs> it just makes me, makes me realize um, I heard Obama speak today and Obama worked in again how, you know, it's certainly not Muslims, a Muslim, you know, religion of peace, certainly not them. And this 
guy has to go down as the biggest president fool in the history of presidents. We all, everybody on the street, everybody in America knows who our enemy is. And we know who we know who's aiding that enemy, but we know who the enemy is. The enemy is Barack Obama. The enemy is Barack Obama, because we have a commander in chief that you know. Think of the movie Troy. Hey, hey. You know, I mean, you've got you've got these two huge armies about to fight each other. If one general is about to turn around and run, or one general rides back to the lines and says, you know, I don't think these are such good guys. I think these are people of love. Then we've got a problem. That's really, really at that point, not his job. His job is to lead us. And this is very sad. We are withdrawing from the world. Where are the places you can go where there are not Islamists? I mean, I didn't cover it last week, but there was uh, on a morning when there were other big stories. There was a, uh, a murder in Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland, in which, in which one... Uh, in which one Islamist murdered another. At, you know, a newsstand. One Muslim owned a newsstand. The other one showed up and said, you have been selling books or magazines which give the wrong idea uh, to our children, you know, about the prophet or whatever. And so he proceeded right then and there to stab him to death. Let's swell. In Glasgow, I, I don't, again, I've said this once, so I assumed, maybe wrongly, that if I had said something wrong, maybe something someone would say something to me. But I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't mind mentioning to you that when I turn on an international event and they say, here comes the Swedes, the Swedish team, and they march onto the field. And the team looks like it's from Belize. I go, what? What? When the team from Sweden marches on the field, I expect to see the Swedish bikini team. I want to see Swedes. When they say Norway, I want to see Norwegian-looking people. When they say Nigeria, I expect that Nigerians will look like Nigerians. When they say Samoans, I expect I'll want Samoa, and the Samoans will come on. But I, there, there is something that bothers me when I watch, say, a, a, a rare soccer game. And the soccer game is between Sweden and Nigeria. I turned on the TV, and I don't know which is which. I don't know which is which. On the Swedish team... On the Swedish side, 11 players, nine are black. They all come from, you know, been recruited from Africa to play for Sweden. 
And I, and then, you know, and on the Africa team, you've got Swedes. I find it all rather uh, confusing. And I'd rather not. And I'd rather not be called a racist for saying so. But more than that, it's the combination of the various religions and what they now stand for. The fact is, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I could send my daughter to Europe with a Europass uh, Euro and say, honey, have a good time. Learn a lot. This will be the education of your life. Now, I would do the same thing, only over my dead body. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. In my humble opinion, at one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three, in my humble opinion, as aforementioned a couple days ago, <clears throat> you might think we have no enemy. I'm sorry for you, if that's what you think. You might think we have an enemy, and you draw it way too uh, broad. In that case, I kind of feel some sympathy for you too because you'll be frustrated and in many ways if you think we have an enemy and that enemy is islam let me back off a second if you have an enemy if you think we have an enemy and that enemy enemy is islam no no is muslim then i'd say back off a second and I know we hate the technical, you know, breakdown, but Muslims are evidently not our blood enemies. Do you know why I say that? Because right now, outside your door, there are 20 gazillion Muslims. I don't care where you live, which is another part of my complaint about Europe. I'll probably never again visit Europe. It breaks my heart. Every place I do want to go, I keep hearing about the Islamic communities. You know, in Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia? Do you know what Sydney, Australia looked like when I went there in 1980? Do you want to know what Sydney, Australia looked like in 1980 when I first went there? Okay, close your eyes. Think of whatever you think Sydney, Australia looks like. Think of the rolling sandy beaches, the enormous surf, Palmy Beach, Whale Beach, Narrabeen, Newport, on down to Manly, into Sydney Harbor, Rose Harbor, unbelievable restaurants, peaceful, chatty, people that love Americans. No violence ever. No problem on the street. Three o'clock in the morning, walking around with money sticking out of your pockets. If you dropped one, someone would say, here, mate, you dropped this. New Zealand. 
Think of it in 1980 when I first went there. Think of New Zealand. Close your eyes and think of an Australia even more exotic. Browner, greener, more exotic. Bigger surf. God, you could drive from Auckland an hour and a half northeast up to the Bay of Plenty. Book yourself a room for 20 bucks at the Marlborough Inn. This enormous, enormous old mansion. And you'd be looking over the most beautiful, most beautiful Pacific, idyllic landscape you've ever seen in your life. And then you could go down naked because no one wore bathing suits. You walk out of the Marlborough Hotel. You don't have to, but... Most people did naked with a little fish bag and you'd collect crabs and clams and and people would be find these coves that were just unbelievably clear coves that were the size of a uh, like a, sw- a small swimming pool and they would just lounge in these coves and maybe catch little baby crabs and they'd make love and they'd they'd uh, Bring wine with them. Forget it. Look for it now only in history books. Because that is the only place it exists. Go check the next time you're thinking of going to Australia. Find out where in Sydney you can walk the streets. Find out where even up north, uh, north of Bondi Beach, Newport, Narrabeen, Whaley, Palmy. Find out where you can walk the beaches up there late at night without any thought of danger. Think of walking the streets of Auckland, New Zealand without any danger. The the thing is, I have the overriding terrestrial, philosophical explanation for all of this. I just can't say it and keep my job on the radio. But look at it this way. I won't be on the radio forever. And one day I will get to tell you the truth about some of these things, none of which will surprise or shock you. But... It, it plays right into America. You know, people say, what are you trying to say? Was <clears throat> leave it to Beaver, leave it to Beaver America better than now? Yeah, it was. It was. Don't tell me leave it to Beaver didn't exist or father knows best. I grew up in that house. I grew up in that family. Don't tell me, tell me whatever you like about it, but don't tell me it didn't exist. It existed. I grew up there. You grew up there. You came home from school on your bike and jumped off the last pedal, letting the bike go ahead and crash into the front porch or bushes. And you went inside to have a snack. And then 10 minutes later, you were outside playing until it got dark outside and your parents never worried about you. I know not everyone can grow up that way, 
But do you think I would give up growing up that way because someone else couldn't? No. I'm not that good a person. I love and cherish the way I grew up. I've spent my adult life trying to recreate physically, psychologically, every other form of growing up that way for my family. Maybe I'm just stupid, but that's America. That's the American way. It's the, it's the way I love. And so when we are, are told by the president that the problem here is the lack of diversity and we are all um, ruining this place because we are trying to be multiculturalists, yeah, that one really gets me. I'm a proud multiculturalist. No, I'm not. I'm a proud uniculturalist, aren't you? I'm a uniculturalist. I'm from America. I speak American. I expect everyone who comes here to speak American. And then if on the side you have things you wish to do, that's yeah, that's great. That's swell. Right, we're going to think about taking a break here. When I come back, I'm going to go to the hard news I've ignored uh, at your peril and mine, having to do with what's happening with Donald Trump, his running mate, what's happening with Hillary, what's likely to happen in the next few days. Will there be riots? Will we be able to handle them? What if we can't? Next. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Here I am, believe it or not. <clears throat> I am yours. one 888 Call. No calls, no complaints. one 888 So we now know that Mike Pence will in fact be the running mate of Donald Trump. I would mark this down of uh, not one definitive day, but of a number of days which might be labeled definitive on which Donald Trump lost the campaign. This might be one of them. Uh, Donald Trump, I can, uh, I can see, might get one thing out of Mike Pence. And as I mentioned yesterday, if Mike Pence is going to play the tough statesman and take on Hillary, uh, enabling Trump to work on his image, you know, as world leader, that, that, that could work. But this is a campaign that has been built on piracy. This campaign has been built on excitement, the unexpected. And I think that if you were to put a register 
on the degree of disappointment that Bernie Sanders folks felt when he dropped out and endorsed Hillary the other day. I think you're flighting. You're flighting with the way people feel about uh, Pence. Pence is a... If you did DNA on Rhino, a DNA on Prince, he would come up 38% Rhino. In his state, you remember this thing Rushmay brought up about the bakery? People were asked, uh, we'd like you to make a, a, a cake for us. And um, a wedding, yes, a wedding cake. And they said, we'd be pleased to. What have you in mind? And they said, well, We'd like a, a six-layer wedding cake, and we'd like uh, all of the bottom layers, and they would be in, uh, in uh, alternating shades of pink, yes, pink and black. And then at the top, we'd like the denouement to consist of uh, several people of several orientations having group sex together. It's very important that we don't leave out anybody. We must have the transgendered, the triple gendered, the quintuply gendered, the non gendered, the ungendered, the pre gendered, the post gendered, the non gendered, the gender gendered, the contemplative gendered. They all have to be representative. But at the very top of the cake, what we need is uh, uh, two men and between them an enormous schwanz. This will truly cap off the happy event. And as you may recall, the, uh, the bakery said, you know, that sounds just swell. I mean, it sounds just swell. It Truly, it does sound swell. But we're not making it. And I'll tell you why. Not because we don't think you should have what you want. Um, we think it's we should have what we want. We are Christians. We are real, for real Christians. And we do our work according and our, live our lives according to Christian principle. We're not going to make that wedding cake for you. So immediately, um, Chrissy and Chrissy stormed out in a huff and they went to their uh, local ACLU office. Now, neither does the American Civil Liberties Union make cakes, but they can get yours made with enough fuss with enough legal paper. And so they sued this tiny little bakery. I don't know. I think it had four employees or something. So they sued the bakery to make the bakery make a pentasexual wedding cake. And the bakery said no. Well, this went to court eventually, and the legislature signed a law saying uh, no one should have to do something that... uh, violates their central principal political tenets 
And so that was in favor of the little birthday cake maker. They said, we'd be happy to make you anything else you like. We'll cater your event, we'll anything, but I'm afraid we can't make that cake. And so the bill went to the governor, and it happened to be Governor Pence. And Governor Pence made a lot of noise about how ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous this is. What are we living in Sodom and Gomorrah? This is ridiculous. And so they brought the bill to Governor Pence to uh, sign, and somehow... Somebody with their ear also in Donald Trump's and their manager's ears got inside Mike Pence's ears and said, you know, if you do this, you make yourself a big hero in Indiana and you almost guarantee that you win re-election in Indiana next year. But on the offside chance... You saw yourself, like every other governor in the world, as sitting in the Oval Office someday, then you might offend Christians, but you might gain back enough moderate voters if you knock this thing off, if you change your mind. And he did change his mind. And that's why we won. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Network.